This is Daf Lamed Aleph in Masechet Megillah. We are on Daf Lamed Amud Bet. We are five lines from the bottom of the Amud with the new Mishnah Pesach. Now we go through the, the, basically what the Gemara is doing or the Mishnah is going to do now is discuss the special Torah readings for the respective special days. Pesach, Korin, Parashat Mu'adot. On Pesach we read Parashat Mu'adot, which is from Sefer Vayikra, Shor Ochesev Oezki Valed, from Sefer Vayikra, from Parashat Emor. Um, that's the Parashat Mu'adot Shatuat Koranim, the one from Vayikra Ba'atzeret, on Shavuot, we read Shiva Shavuot. We read the part of Shiva Shavuot, which describes the, uh, that is the description of the uh, holiday of Shavuot, which is called Atzeret in the Gemara, as it is found in the book of, uh, actually, it, as it is found not in the, uh, not in, um, in Sefer Vayikra, but as it is found in Sefer Dvarim. Berosh Hashanah, Bechodesh Hashvi'i, Bechad Lechodesh. On Rosh Hashanah, we read which is a description of the korbanot and so on that are brought in the Bet Hamikdash on uh, and uh, on Rosh Hashanah and the observance of Rosh Hashanah. And the, but this is the, these two kim are taken from Sefer Vayikra, actually, like we mentioned before, not in Varim, like it says about Shavuot. Now, um, because in Sefer Dvarim it doesn't mention uh, Rosh Hashanah. Um, ביום הכיפורים, אחרימות. אני יום כיפור, we read the Avodah of Yom Kippur, as it is detailed in Parashat Achrimot, ביום זו הראשון של חג, קוראים פרשת המועדת תור הכהנים. Again, on the first day of Sukkot, we read from the, from the section of the holidays, it's found in Vayikra, just like we do on the first day of Pesach. ובשאר כל ימות החג, and on the rest of the days of Sukkot, ובקורבנות החג, we read about the קורבנות of the חג, which is found in Parashat Pinchas. Um, each day of the day of Sukkot, we read of the uh, korbanot that were brought on, the, on that particular day. When it comes to Chanukah, we read about the Nesim that's found in Parashat Naso, the dedication of the Mishkan, which parallels, of course, the dedication of the Beit Hamikdash that we're celebrating on Chanukah. But Purim, Amalek. On Purim, we read the story of the War of Amalek that's found at the end of Parashat Bishalach. On Rosh Chodesh, we read the section of the Tuan Parashat Pinchas that talks about the Korban Tamid, the regular Korban, and the Rosh Chodesh Korban. Ma'amadot, those who are observing the Ma'amadot, those who are the representatives of the Jewish people that are discussed in Parashat in uh, in Masechet Ta'anit that represent the Jews both in Yerushalayim and in their respective cities and pray and fast for the acceptance of the Korbanot. They would read in Ma'aseh they would read um, the creation story each day of the Ma'amad. Beta'aniyot b'chot uklalot. Uh, on the fast days, we would read the b'chot and klalot from Parashat B'chukotai, the curses and blessings that are uh, foretold to us in the, at, towards the end of the book of Vayikra. In Mavsikim Klalot, we never interrupt the Klalot in the curses. Rather, one person reads the entire thing. Meaning we don't have more than one person go up to read that part. On Monday, Thursday, and Shabbat Mincha, we read from the regular parasha of the week. But that doesn't count towards the, towards the calculation. Meaning on Shabbat, you still have to read the entire thing. So even though you read, you don't read first Aliyah on Monday, second Aliyah on Thursday, and then from third on on Shabbat, you read first Aliyah on Monday, first Aliyah on, on Thursday, actually first Aliyah Mincha um, Shabbat, first Aliyah Monday, first Aliyah Thursday, again you're reading the same thing each of those times, and then starting from the very beginning of the first Aliyah on Shabbat again, uh, where, does it, where do we get the source of having special readings for each one of the holidays? Because it says, because it says that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke of the holidays of Hashem to Bnei Yisrael, mitzvatan, shukurin, kol echad bechad b'smano, which teaches us that it's a mitzvah to read about each one of them in its proper time. So just like Moshe Rabbeinu was explaining to them 
the ideas of the holidays, so too we instituted that they should read the Torah regarding the holidays on each holiday, so that their mind is engaged with the theme and the ideas and the mitzvot of the holiday. The Gemara says, On Pesach, we read from the, from the Parashat HaMuadot, from the description of all of the holidays in, in uh, Parashat Emor in the book of Haikra and, and the Haftarah is the Pesach Gilgal the Pesach that Yehoshua celebrated with the Jews when they first came to Eretz Yisrael but nowadays that we have two days of holiday Yomakama Pesach Gilgal the Haftarah of the first day is the Pesach of Yehoshua or the Machab Pesach Yehoshua and the next the second day is uh, the Pesach of Yehoshua and the rest of the days of Pesach we collect in other words we take different uh, sections from the Torah that relate to Pesach and we read them on the respective days. Mayhi, what are we talking about? Amara Papa, Mapu. According to him, we go with Mapu, which is uh, Mapu Siman. What does Mapu stand for? So Rashi explains what is Mapu. Mishchu ukechulachem tzon. So that's the, um, that's the, the, uh, the part of the Torah where it describes taking the Korban Pesach. I'm going to take Korban Pesach. The Aleph in Mapu is Im Kesef Talvet Ami, which is from Parashat Mishpatim in the book of Shemot, that describes the Chagim. Pesol Lecha is Moshe Rabbeinu receiving the second Luchot on our Sinai, which is read, which also uh, ends off by discussing all the Chagim. And then finally, the U, the Vav in Mapu, is Vaidaber Shevalotcha. That's the description of the Pesach Sheni that is found in Parashat Balotcha. However, none of this is actually, uh, this is not actually the custom of today, uh, as we're going to see shortly. In any case, Yom Tov Achon Shel Pesach, the last day of Pesach, the seventh day, Kohen Vayi Bishalach. We read Bishalach. Umaftirin Vayi David. We read the song of David, which is similar to the song of the sea that the Jews sang uh, in, for their salvation. So David HaMelech also, we read his song. Unamachar Kol And the next day, Kol Meaning in the... Uh, when you have uh, two days of Yom Tov, so you read Kol on the last day, which is the ha- the holidays as they're described in the book of Dvarim, Um Afterin Odayom, and we read uh, the Haftarav Odayom, which is a description of the future Geula, the future redemption. Amar Abayabai says, nowadays we don't follow this tradition. That is the that is the acronym or the 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 little uh, poem. Uh, to remember the mnemonic that we use to remember the Torah readings of Pesach, Mashach Torah, Mashach is Mishchu Kuchulachem Tzon, the mitzvah of the Korban Pesach in Mitzrayim, which is found in Parashat Bo. Torah is Shor Ochesev Ezki Valed for the second day of the holiday, which is found in uh, Parashat Emor in the book of Aikah. Kadesh is Kadesh Likhol Bechol, which we know from our Tfilin, from the wearing of Tfilin that we read, which is at the end again of the book, uh, of the, uh, uh, of Parashat Bo again. Bechaspa is Im Kesef Talvet Ami, which is in Parashat Mishpatim, which again, uh, describes at the end the, uh, Chagim. Pesol Lecha is uh, from the uh, from Parashat Kitisa that describes the second Luchot being given to Moshe Rabbeinu and the renewal of the covenant and the Chagim. Bemadbera is uh, the, from Bemidbar, uh, meaning the uh, description in Baalot Lecha of Pesach Sheni. Shalach is Bishalach uh, Paro, the uh, the final exit of the Jewish people from Mitzrayim, and of course the Kriyat Yamsuf, the splitting of the sea, which is which is actually exactly what it said above. It should be read on that day. So that about that our custom and what it's recorded before agree. And Bukhra is Kola Bukhor, which again does actually fit with what is was mentioned uh, just a moment ago in the in the Gemara above. So that does fit with what was said before. But as we can see, the uh, the exact Torah readings have evolved over time, both because of different customs of the Geonim and things and post-Talmudic customs that were instituted as well as as a result of Galut, that there are differences between Eretz Israel and Chutz Aretz in terms of what is read. Um, also, Pesol Lecha 
ends up being the reading for um, in if there's a Cholamoid Pesach, if Pesach, if Shabbat doesn't fall on one of the Yom Tov days of Pesach, and it's uh, and there's a Cholamoid Pesach, uh, there's a Shabbat Cholamoid rather, so then the Shabbat Cholamoid will have the uh, will have the um, uh, the uh, the Psol Lecha as its Torah reading. Ba'atzeret on Shavuot, Shiva Shavuot, we read Shiva Shavuot, which is from Kol which is from from Sefer Dvarim, the description of the Chagim Maftim Bechabakuk. We read from Chabakuk, which has a reference to the Matan uh, Torah in it, as Rashi explains. There's a reference to the giving of the Torah. Achirim um, Omrim, others say no. B'chodesh Hashlishi, we read from Parshat Yitro about the giving of the Torah. Maftim Bechabakuk, and the Haftorah should be the Maaseh Merkavah, the divine chariot vision of Yecheskel. Nowadays, the since there were two days in Bavel or in Chutzaret of Dinan Kertarvayu, we do both of them veipcha, but the opposite, meaning that we have on the first day B'chodesh Hashlishi, on the first day we read from uh, Parashat Yitro and the Haftorah of Merkavah, and the second day we read from the Book of Dvarim. Um, where it describes the holidays in Parashat Re'eh, and then we, which is what it means when it says Shiva Shavuot, and the, and Chabakuk Haftara is on the second day of um, of Shavuot um, for uh, people in Chutz Aretz, and then the. Uh, Yomar goes on, Rosh Hashanah, on Rosh Hashanah we read Bechodesh Hashvi'i, which as we mentioned is the Torah's description of Rosh Hashanah found in Parashat Emor, found in Parashat, uh, in, in Sefer Vayikra, and, uh, and the Haftarah, Umaftirin Aban Yakir Yafai, that uh, we read, that's, uh, that's um, the Haftarah that we find, uh, very beautiful Haftarah that is uh, read on, uh, on from Yirmiyahu, that uh, is read on Rosh Hashanah and, and has the idea of the remembrance, remembering the Jewish people and recalling the covenant and so on, uh, because it says, Zechor is Kirenu, I will surely remember them. So, the, uh, so therefore it's included, it, it, it's part of the uh, Rosh Hashanah liturgy. And uh, that we should read the story of Hashem remembering Sarah. And giving her a child on Rosh Hashanah, Umaftirim Bechanan, we should read the Haftarah of Chana. Vaidana, nowadays, Dikatre Yomei, since we have two days of Rosh Hashanah, and that exists both inside and outside of Israel, Yomakamak Yeshomrim. The second, the first day we do like the Yeshomrim. We have Vashem Pakadet Saraka Sheramar, the story of Sarah being remembered and having her child. And the Haftarah of Chana, Lemachar, on the second day, not like the first opinion that we should read from Kol Instead, we read Va'elohim Nisad Avraham, we read the story of the Akedah, Umaftirin Ben Yakir, and we take that beautiful Haftarah of Yirmiyawa Ben Yakir Yafraim, and we make that the Haftarah. So we don't actually read uh, uh, the Torah reading that's suggested by the first Tanah in this case at all. Yom on Yom Kippur we read Achoimot to read the order of the service of Yom Kippur in the Beit HaMikdash beautiful after Rafa Mishayahu that describes what is a true fast and what is true Teshuvah and so on. Korin Ba'arayot in the afternoon we read the Parashav Arayot, which is at the end of Acharimot, actually at the end of Parashat Acharimot, Maftirim Biona, we read the story of Yonaz the Maftir. Rashi says the reason why we read the Arayot in the afternoon is because it's a great source. The Arayot sexual uh, uh, indiscretions and Averot are so common and such a temptation that we need to be reminded to do Teshuvah for them. Um, the Tosafot says, oh, it could be because that was the only time that really uh, women 
uh, would come to, to, they didn't come that often to synagogue, they would come on Yom Kippur and they looked very beautiful, so therefore they had to have a reminder to keep their minds on the tefillah on Yom Kippur. Very interesting interpretation by the Tosafot. I think the Pshad is probably more like Rashi, that it has to do with Teshuvah and with the seriousness of the Averot and that really the instincts are the source of uh, all Averot really ultimately. Uh, whenever you find, recount it, the power and the strength of Hashem, you also find you also find the humility, so to speak, of Hashem uh, at the same time. How so? Because we see, uh, and he says, you find this written in the Torah and it's repeated in the Nevi'im and it's third time mentioned in the Ketuvim, in the writings. Because it says, Hashem, your God is the God of gods, and the Master of Masters. And then it says, then it says, he does the judgment of the orphan and the widow. In other words, he takes care of the small guy. It's also repeated in the Navi because it's called So says the one who is exalted and elevated. He dwells on high and he's so holy. But it says right after that, but who does he look to? Hashem looks to the one who's broken and lowly of spirit. Right? So you see that Hashem, as lofty as he is, cares about the little guy. And it's repeated again in Ketuvim, in the, um, in the writings, because it says, as the Pasuk tells us, and this is in uh, in the uh, in it's found in the in the Ketuvim, and according to uh, really this pasuk is uh, is in Tehilim, right? So it says that solo lo baravot biyashimo. So it says uh, to elevate to pray to to praise the one who who rides baravot in the highest heavens. Okay, this is Hashem being exalted. But then David Melech, when he describes in Tehilim, he describes Hashem, then he says he's the father of the orphans and the judge of the widows. So meaning that as, as exalted as he is, he is concerned with the details of the lives of the small people. The first day of Sukkot, we read the, the parasha of the holidays, which is in parasha of the Lashem, And the haftarah of the day is in a yom ba Lashem. Which is a uh, which is the haftarah that uh, uh, connects to uh, to the theme of uh, of Sukkot because it mentions the judgment of the future where all the nations need to observe Chag Sukkot. So it it ties in with the theme of Sukkot um, very directly. It discusses Sukkot and how in the future, in time of the future redemption, all nations will have to come to worship Hashem in the Beit Hamikdash and Chag Sukkot. Nowadays, since we have two days of Sukkot, of first day of Sukkot is made two days in the Chutz So we read the same thing both days, which is very unusual, but something that we find only really on Sukkot, that we read the same thing both days, first and second day of Sukkot, same reading. Of the Torah, my Maftrina, but what are we, what are we going to read the second day in terms of Haftarah? Um, we read the Haftarah about Shlomo Melech after the, the dedication of the Beit Hamikdash, which, which occurred on Sukkot during the Sukkot season. So therefore, we read that on the second day of uh, of Sukkot uh, of the Yom Tov of Sukkot. The rest of the days of the holiday, we read the sacrifices of the holidays. Now, it's complicated how to do that. The way we do it is we read that day and the next day in, in, in Chutzar. That's the way it's done is you read uh, starting on the second day, meaning on the first day of Cholomoy, which is technically the third day of the holiday. So you read second and third day. And then on the third day, uh, on the second day of Cholomoy, which is really 
the uh, fourth day of the holiday, we read three and four, and so on and so forth, until uh, we get to Shemini uh, Atzeret, and that's how it's done in, in, uh, in uh, Eretz Yisrael, we read only that day, because there's no doubt about the day, so on the third day, everybody just reads day three, on the fourth day, everybody just reads day four, and so on and so forth. Even though we repeat it four times, because we have, a, because we have to have four aliyot. Um, in any case, those are the sacrifices brought on the respective days of Sukkot. On the last day of Sukkot, which is Shemini Atzeret, we read Kol We read all of the holidays listed in uh, the Book of Dvarim. Mitzvot v'chukim, including the mitzvot and the chukim, all the mitzvot and statutes, um, and also the uh, the part about the b'chor. That's how it's written in our Gemarot. The language is a little bit choppy. Um, you can see that it should say mitzvot v'chukim v'chola b'chor, meaning we, we start a little earlier in aser ta aser, as she says, to read all the way from back there, uh, so that we can include all of the mitzvot of the, of the season, of the gathering of produce, and so on and so forth, for the sake of the poor. So uh, we have that. Now that's, uh, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, is only, we only do that tzvaradim, when it falls on Shabbat, when it falls on a weekday, the last day of Sukkot, meaning Shemini Atzeret, we just start from Kol Abachor ourselves. Um, and what do we do? And, and, and then what do we do as Haftarah? After Shlomo finished uh, his prayer, and, uh, and, and then we, it talks about um, the blessing that uh, Shlomo HaMelech conferred to everybody. And uh, because of that, and it says it was on the Yom HaShmini, he sent everybody home, and he blessed them, and so that's a, uh, that's the Haftarah that is appropriate for Shmini Atzeret, because seemingly it was on Shmini Atzeret that he blessed everybody, and he sent them home, because the whole uh, event had taken place during Chag Sukkot, um, in the, uh, you know, with the dedication of the uh, Bet HaMikdash, and so on. So that's the, that's Haftarah of Shmini uh, Atzeret. Um, and then, Lemachar Kohen Vezot HaBachah, the second day of the Yom Tov, which is Simchat Torah, outside of Israel. We read Vezot HaBachah, we complete the Torah, Umaftirin, Vayamod Shalomo, and we read from Vayamod Shalomo. So in other words, we read again from the section of Shalomo Melech and uh, the, con- the concluding uh, ceremonies of the dedication of the Bet HaMikdash, in his time. Um, however, that is not actually the custom today. The custom nowadays is to read the Haftarah of uh, uh, Since we're ending the Torah on Simchat Torah, we read uh, the first parak of Sefer Yehoshua, which is, Mot Moshe Eved Hashem. The Tosafot mentions it here. The Rif mentions it. The Tosafot mentions it disapprovingly. Um, the uh, but but most of the and he says shibushu it's a mistake to do that because it's not found in the Gemara but that is the custom of all Jewish communities as far as I know today. The Shabbat of whether it's Pesach or Sukkot we read from Parashat Kitisa where Hashem is re-establishing the covenant with Moshe Rabbeinu and in the aftermath of the Egel Azahav of the Golden Calf and is giving him the second Luchot after Pesach the after Pesach is the dry bones vision of we have the vision of the uh, war of Gog and Magog and the ultimate redemption. Both of them really deal with the ultimate redemption, but different angles on that. One from Yechezkel describing the uh, uh, describing the uh, the dry bones of Israel being revitalized and revived, and one describing this great conflict that's going to take place in the uh, 
uh, leading up to the ultimate redemption. On Chanukah, we read the Nasi of each day, as we know. We read the dedication of the Mishkan that was done by the princes of Israel, and the Haftarah is the Neor, the, the Menorah that was envisioned by Zechariah and his prophecy. If we end up having two Shabbatot Chanukah, which does happen sometimes, so then the first will be the uh, the uh, Menorah of Zechariah, and the second one will be the Nerot of Shlomo, the description of the Menorah that Shlomo, or the Menorot that Shlomo prepared, or had prepared for the Beit HaMikdash. We, as we said, on Purim we read Vayavu Amalek, then we read the, the parasha in Pinchas about the Korban Tamid, the daily Korban, as well as Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh, Chaliot B'Shabbat. When Rosh Chodesh falls out on Shabbat itself, this is a beautiful Haftarah from Yishayahu Samechvav that describes the creation and describes how all human beings will come to worship Hashem on every Shabbat and every Rosh Chodesh. Very, very beautiful Haftarah. Chaliot B'Echad B'Shabbat. When Rosh Chodesh falls out on Sunday, we read as the Haftarah, Yonatan saying, tomorrow is Rosh Chodesh. Now, why do we do that? Really, it's not because there's any thematic connection between the Shabbat of Erev Rosh Chodesh and the story of Yonatan and David, but because it's a reminder to the people that the next day is Rosh Chodesh. By reading the Haftarah, it makes sure everybody knows about that and doesn't forget. And this is Amar Ravuna, and according to the Bach, it should say Amar Ravuna, Amar Rav, Rosh Chodesh, as we turn to Amud Bet, Rosh Chodesh Av, Shechaliyot Be Shabbat. If Rosh Chodesh Av falls on Shabbat, Maftirin, we read as the Haftarah, that your holidays and your uh, and your Rosh Chodeshim, your your Rosh Chodesh days and your holidays have become a trouble for me. I have hated them. Now that is uh, is uh, is the Haftarah. Actually, we don't read on um, Rosh Chodesh, but we actually read it on Shabbat Chazon right before Tisha B'av. Nowadays, my my What does it mean that they were a trouble for me? The holidays. Kadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem said, Lo Yisrael, It's not enough for the Jewish people that they sin before me. Ella They trouble me. They trouble me with the responsibility of choosing which terrible decree I'm going to bring upon them. But Tisha B'av, Gufei Ma'imafterin. And what do we read on Tisha B'av itself? Amar Rav Rav says, Echai This is also a haftarah. Uh, section of the Navi that comes almost right after the one that uh, that was previously mentioned, which is um, which is the half, which is the right after it in the it's Yisha, it's at the end really it starts at the end of that same first parak of Sefer Yeshayahu and continues on. And again, that isn't what we do today, but that's what's written in the Gemara here. Mikramai, what do we read out of the Torah and Tisha B'av? Tanya, it says in the Torah, we should read the curses that are recorded in the Torah that will happen when the Jewish people don't listen to Hashem, as recorded at the end of the book of Ayikra. We should read the story of the Chetam Raglim, since the Chetam Raglim occurred on Tisha B'av, and the crying was associated with the crying of Tisha B'av and the loss of being able to go into the land. So we should read that story on Tisha B'av. Some say that we should read the second. The, the next section, in other words, either the section that describes uh, the first part of the uh, the first part of the description of the sin of the uh, of the maraglim, or the second half. Either way, one of those sections. In the end, we don't read any of them. Instead, we read from the from Kitolid uh, Banim the description of the exile and how the Jewish people will fall away from Hashem and eventually return. And of course, we read the beautiful Torah of Yirmiyahu Asof Asifim which uh, talks about the various sins that the Jewish people have to work on and the path to Teshuvah for us 
So it's, uh, th- this is the custom of today. Those who are observing the Ma'amadot, who are either attending the Kormanot that are being offered in Yerushalayim on behalf of the Jewish people as a delegation, or who are gathering together in their respective cities to pray for and fast for the acceptance of the Kormanot. What, they read the Ma'aseh Bereshit each day. On Sunday, they read the Sunday and Monday. On Monday, they read Monday and Tuesday, and so on and so forth, uh, reading the days of creation. Where do we get this from? Because of the idea that without the Ma'amadot and without the Kormanot, Heaven and earth would not continue to exist. As it says in the Pasuk, if not for my covenant of day and night, they would not have placed the laws of heavens and earth. In other words, they wouldn't exist. And it says, uh, similarly, that Avram Avinu asked Hashem, how do I know that my children will inherit the land of Israel? Hashem, uh, that Avram said before the Holy One, Master of the World, maybe the Jewish people will sin before you. Maybe you'll destroy them like you destroyed the generation of the flood or the generation of the dispersion. He said, love. He said, no, don't worry about it. So Avram Avinu asked, Master of the world, how do I know that's true? Amarlo said to him, Bring from me all these offerings. And we know that in this vision, which was the uh, the covenant between the parts, so Avram Avinu has to bring a uh, various uh, animals cut up, and then he walks between, a fire goes between them to show the creation of the covenant, including a, a calf and a, and a ram and birds and so on, and a, and a goat and birds. So these animals represent the covenant. In other words, the idea is that the korbanot, the, the possibility of constant rejuvenation of constant revival, of constant kapara, and atonement will allow them to survive. So he says, what about when there's no Beit HaMikdash? Don't worry, says Hashem to Avram Avinu, I, I made for them an order of Korbanot, as long as they read in them and they study them, if, as long as the Jewish people study the Korbanot and they read them, I count it to them as if they were uh, actually involved in uh, in, in bringing the korbanot, and therefore they get credit for it, and therefore the korbanot, um, the korbanot we see ensure the existence, the continued existence of the Jewish people, the continued existence of the world, and even the study of the korbanot does the same. But that's the idea of the ma'amadot reading the creation story that they're understanding that the avodah of the Jewish people is what allows the, that keeps the uh, universe functioning and existing. It says that we, we read the Bachot and Klalot on the fast days and we don't interrupt in the middle of the curses. Because it says in Mishlei, the, the correction of Hashem you should not hate. You shouldn't, and, and interrupting in the middle, breaking it up is like you can't stand it. You don't want to hear the correction and the rebuke of Hashem. No, the reason why we don't want to break it up is because if you break it up, then the next Ole is going to have to say a bacha. And he's going to have to say a bacha on the Puranut, on the curses. What do we do? We always begin. With the, when we're still in the Bachot part, and that's how we do it today too. When the Ali, person goes up as an Ole for the bach, for the Klalot, he starts with the Bachot. The first part of the Ole is the Bachot, and when he ends, he doesn't end with the Klalot, he ends with the section right after the Klalot, so he can end on a positive note. We don't want to say the Bacha and then start out with Klalot, or say the Bacha right after Klalot. We want to say it after positive things, so that's why if we break up the Klalot in the middle, then whoever goes up for the Aliyah in the middle is going to have to say a Bacha on the Klalot, we don't want that. This is only 
make sure about the klalot in Vayikraf. Al klalot shemeshnei Torah posek. But you can interrupt in the klalot that are in the in the book of Dvarim. My time. What's the reason? Halal b'shon rabim amorot moshem pigal gvuramat because the ones in Sefer Vayikra are written in the collective language. They're written in rabim. They're written in plural. And Hash, and Hashem is the one speaking. Moshe is recounting the words of Hashem. It says, "I will do this and I will do that." And it's talking about Hashem. Halal b'shon yachid amorot. But the ones in then the book of Dvarim are written in individual language. Written by Lashon Yachid, and Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking in his own language. In other words, he doesn't say I. He says Hashem will do this and Hashem will do that. And he uses Becha or Bach. He uses the singular uh, instead, of the, instead of the collective language. And so therefore it's a less uh, intense of a curse because it's coming only from Moshe Rabbeinu and it's coming in a lighter, only individual language instead of collective language. So we're allowed to interrupt in the middle of those. One time, Levi Barbutne was reading the Klalot, reading curses, and he was kind of like mumbling and everything and rushing, not doing it so clearly, not doing it so nicely. He was doing it very, very quickly and with difficulty, the curses. Amarlo said, Ach he said to him, uh, if you want to interrupt, just interrupt if you really don't want to say it, but don't, no, don't mumble it. Because you're reading the, the, the Klalot in the book of Dvarim and you're allowed to interrupt those if you really don't want to read it, don't mumble it. Okay, Tanya learned in a bite that Rabbi Shmuel Alazar Omer Ezra to contain the Israelites who Korin Kalot Shevetorat Kohanim Kodem Atzeret. Ezra established for the Jewish people that they should always finish the book of Vayikra basically before Shavuot, so they read the Klalot, the curses at the end of the book of Vayikra before Shavuot, which is Mishneh Torah, and they should also read the Klalot in the Mishneh Torah, which meaning in the book of Dvarim, which are in Parshat Ki Tavot towards the end of the book of Dvarim, Kodem Rosh Hashanah. They read them before Rosh Hashanah. Ma'itam, what's the reason? Amar Abaye ve'itemar Eish Lakish. Abaye said, and some say it was Eish Lakish, because they should Hashanah ve'kilelotea, like our famous. Uh, Piyut goes, it starts out uh, Rosh Hashanah, so that the year and its curses should end. So we want to finish it before we get to Rosh Hashanah. We understand why you would want to finish the book of Dvarim before Rosh Hashanah, because you want the curses to end before Rosh Hashanah. But what does that do with Vayikra? Because Atu Atzeret Rosh Hashanah, Shavuot is not a Rosh Hashanah, so why do you have to finish the curses before Shavuot? In it is because Atzeret Nami Rosh Hashanah did not, because we learned in a Mishnah it is one of the Rosh Hashanim because it says about Atzeret Al Perot Ailan because there's a judgment on fruit trees and on Shavuot. So the idea I think is so. so there's there's lots of uh, Rosh Hashanim that are mentioned in the Mishnah and Masechet Rosh Hashanah in the beginning. So why only a uh, Shavuot? So my guess is. That the idea is that because we're usually in the regular Torah reading cycle, getting up to, we're in the book of Vaikra getting towards the end when we get to Shavuot, so we want to finish it up before Shavuot, since Shavuot is a special day, it's a day of a type of Rosh Hashanah, we want to finish it up. And when it comes to the end of the year, so in other words, that's why we don't have that idea on any of the other Rosh Hashanim that are mentioned in because um, we're not around that in the reading of the Torah but here we're on the cusp of getting to the Klalot we want to finish them up in a way to say that we're, have, we're starting fresh with Shavuot and insofar as it is as it's a type of a new year and of course at the end of the year in Elul we do the same that's even more compelling because there we do have a real feeling that it's a Rosh Hashanah and we want to put all the bad things behind us and start the year in the best possible way